Coming to you from deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, I am Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, Symphonic Rock with Electronic Keyboards. Welcome back to my podcast. In the last episode, we explored the fantastic Moog playing of Keith Emerson of Emerson, Lake & Palmer with the help of fellow electronic music historian, Brian Kiyu. Emerson's playing drew upon his experience in classical music, among other idioms. Brian walked us through some pivotal performances by Emerson, and I encourage you to give a listen to that show if you haven't already. Continuing on that theme, I thought it would be fun to spend this episode featuring examples of other symphonic rock that featured synthesizers and electronic keyboards. I've combed through my archives for interesting and sometimes obscure examples of progressive rock that combined classical stylings and featured electronic keyboards. The playlist for this episode features details on the instrumentation for each of these recordings, but I want to take a few moments and talk through each selection. The tracks I'm going to play are from a few well-known names, such as ELP, the Alan Parsons Project, and King Crimson, but also include works from individuals and lesser-known groups. Whether they are obscure or not, each of these recordings has made it into my collection because of the instrumentation involved in making the record, not the relative popularity of the music. I hope that once you hear these tracks, even some of the least familiar tracks from the big names, you will be motivated to explore each artist more fully. I will feature 11 tracks in this episode. The first is another piece by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. It's called Trilogy from 1972. ELP really set the gold standard for this kind of music, so I think it's fitting that we open with them. After Trilogy, we listen to a great track from Patrick Moraz on his first solo album. The track is called The Conflict, and it was released in 1978. Moraz is the Swiss keyboard player who replaced Rick Wakeman in Yes for several years. This album came out at the conclusion of that stint. On this work, Moraz uses many interesting keyboards, so many that it makes it difficult to identify some of them in the multi-track mix, but you'll probably note the presence of the Mini Moog, Poly Moog, Oberheim 8-voice customized synthesizer, and maybe the Yamaha CS80 a keyboard favorite of Vangelis. The next track is from King Crimson's third album, released in 1970. I wanted to include this for the great Mellotron sound played by Robert Fripp. Listen for the Mellotron and other electronic effects on this track. The Mellotron parts heard at about 2.25 into the track and then around 4.18 really isolate that wonderful taped string sound. 
curiously, the track opens with an electronic tinkling that reminds me of a Christmas carol by Jean-Jacques Perry, but there are no Andéolein or Moogs on this record. So I think that's a section created with the EMS VCS3 synthesizer. For the fourth track, I wanted to showcase another really wonderful Mellotron part. This was recorded by the German group SFF in 1976 and released on the Brain label. Called Sundrops, the Mellotron is most prominent during the first minute of the track, after which a Moog string ensemble takes over, which blends into a mini Moog part. The next track is by classical guitarist Linda Cohen, who recorded an album with electronic accompaniment called Lake of Light in 1973. This track is Novu Rish. It features several well-known Philadelphian electronic musicians from that time, Jeff Kane, Craig Anderton, and Charles Cohen, among others. Each provides some dazzling but tasteful sounds using such things as a theremin, minimoog, and homemade devices, such as the polytonic modulator. For the sixth track, I found an early solo release by composer James Newton Howard. He is best known for his music for television and the movies, but before that, he produced this self-titled album for piano and synthesizer. I think he's using an ARP Odyssey for this track that's called Six Bs from 1974. Track 7 is by The Pink Mice, another German artist for which Rainer Hecht did the arrangements and played most of the instruments, if not all of them. The album is called In Synthesizer Sound and is from 1973. This admittedly goes more for the pop classical sound, but the energy is sufficiently infectious and the music played with such gusto that I think you should hear it. I believe you can hear the Minimoog and Arp Odyssey on this track. Track eight features two tracks by the UK group Seventh Wave. The first is Skyscraper and is followed, uh, blended with Metropolis from the 1973 album, Things to Come. This album is a veritable mashup of synthesizers by Moog, Arp, and EMS, plus the clavinet and the Mellotron. I don't think they have any guitars on this album, so that guitar-like fuzz sound is probably one of the synthesizers. Seventh Wave is followed by a track by Symphonic Slam. The track is called Universe and is from the self-titled album by this U.S.-Canadian group. The leader of the group was Timo Lane, born in Finland and who played an instrument called the Polyphonic Guitar Synthesizer, which was a $10,000 guitar synthesizer prototype made by 360 Systems. This guitar synthesizer dedicated a synthesizer voice to each of the six strings. On this track, it is mixed with keyboard synthesizers, but listen for the gradual build of the guitar synth string by string during the first two minutes of this song. For the final two tracks, I am playing some music from the Alan Parsons Project production of iRobot. Parsons has been known for his musical adaptations of famous works of literature. We'll first hear the track called iRobot, an overture of sorts, introducing the entire work. After that, I'll play Nucleus, a fascinating work that features an instrument called the Projectron, which was a Mellotron-like keyboard built by Parsons. 
It was a 24-track tape device with each playback channel addressable by a key on the organ-like keyboard. Parsons could easily switch out the sounds for whatever effects he wanted and play them repeatedly as a sound loop. I think this was used extensively on the second track I'm playing called Nucleus, not only for the sound effects that open the piece, you can hear the beginning and ends of the repeated loops of sound, but perhaps also for some of the rest of the work and its repeated phrasings. With that, let's begin this set of symphonic rock with synthesizers.
A sable dome scattered with diamonds Fuse my dust from a light year Squeeze me to her breasts only with carbon Strung my warp across time Gave me each a horse, sunrise and graveyard Told me only I was her Bit me face the east, closed me in questions Built the sky for my dawn They'll drop eight the floors of their cages. Strongmen lost their hair, pay box collapsed, and lions shot at their teeth. Clubs raced round the ring, stallions stampeded, pandemonium seesaw. I ran for the door, ringmaster shouted, all the fun of the circus.
I hope you enjoyed those tracks of symphonic rock with synthesizers. Please see the podcast website for a complete playlist and associated links for this episode. If you would like to know more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, 6th Edition, published by Routledge. Now, for the archive mix, in which I play two songs at the same time to see what happens. This time around, we'll match up another track by Symphonic Slam called Summer Rain with a little dance track by Giorgio Moroder, his version of A Whiter Shade of Pale.
music heard on this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. All crackles, surface notes, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. For notes about this episode, please see my blog, Noise and Notations, at tomholmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music.